SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase. Hey everyone, this is Aaron Reese, one of two new Mizzou beat writers at the Kansas City Star. Uh, you're about to listen to a Sports Daily KC podcast that I recently recorded with Gary Pinkle, a former Mizzou football coach. Coach uh, Pinkle's kind of flooded me into his house for about an hour, and we uh, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Cancer, uh, his favorite musicians, uh, places he's traveled, and I think most uh, most interesting for me was what it kind of feels like to be still living in Columbia, still being having a role at the Mizzou Athletic Department, and still being close to the team uh, that he had control over for so long as, as the Tigers are really struggling this year. One in five, their worst record since um, the early 90s. And, you know, he gets to watch it close up and probably have some ideas about how to help, not know how to help. And he, of course, um, said he supports Barry Odom. He, he recommended him for the job, and he's behind him, but I still think there's some – there's some weird uh, sensations there. We talked a little about that, and I wrote a story about that uh, for the Kansas City Star that hopefully you'll read in the newspaper or at KansasCity.com. If you if you check it out online, you'll see a, a great video by my colleague Shane Kaiser. So hope you enjoy this podcast, and I hope you read the story as well. Thanks. I want to do a few things here, talk about the book, and just more generally. Mm-hmm. Now that the book's over, I know it's kind of you did it so fast that it probably it didn't was feel a like a, like it, totally retired for yeah, a little while. No, yeah, no, it, it really, it really. Uh, it, it was really done. I thought Dave did a great job. First of all, it didn't matter. And, uh, um, you know, it was, we had a very detailed organization, how we're going to do it. You know, and I'm kind of like that and certainly he is too. And so we pretty much sat down starting the, we got it all organized in November and then the first part of December, except for Christmas this time, we went for the next four months meeting once a week. Yeah. Uh, and I would pretty much, he would just tape. We would, we'd have a plan or organization on that day. This is the things we wanted to cover. We'd go back sometimes and talk. We did that quite a bit, texting and calling anyway, after yeah. we went through a session when he was he was writing it. Yeah. Um, and we just did that methodically all the way through. And, and he was also writing at the same time. And that's what he had to do. He had to put headset on and write first person. Yeah. And I thought he did. He said it was really strange because he'd never done it before. Yeah. And he said it was very strange initially. <laughs> after a while, it, you know, he just kind of locked in a different way. Right. Yeah, and that's one reason I picked him because he kind of he's been here for a long time. Forever, yeah. And he kind of you know knew me probably as much as anybody. Yeah. That's kind of why I went that direction. He did a great job. Yeah, it kind of almost sounded like you. Yeah. Did, was that a weird sensation to read it? Well, and, yeah, it was very <laughs> odd. The whole thing's odd. It's it, yeah. it's a little bit self-serving, you know. You're yeah. writing a book. It's an autobiography. Um, I'd like to write another book called The Process or something like that about our system. Yeah. Detailed or what what you know when I talk about our program. A to Z, what that means. It would yeah. be more of a business type book, uh, yeah. coaching. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was really odd reading it. Uh, um, it was it was very odd. Have you given presentations on the sort of process, or I guess maybe you didn't do that when you were a coach because you didn't want to give away like company secrets? But do you think that'd be something you would do now? Yeah, I would do that now. Yeah. I would probably do that now. And you know, my, my all the coaches have my our notebooks and the detail of all that stuff. And certainly, it's you know, it's in computers that. They probably carried it with them wherever they went. Yeah. But um, I still, you know, I saw it talk so much about the program. And, and that was one of the biggest factors in coming to St. Louis when I was told by everybody, do not go to Missouri. And we're sitting and recruiting. This, one of the first times we started recruiting in St. Louis. Uh, you know, what, what, we told, what we told recruits was, 
you know, there's a program that started at Kent State University. Yeah. Okay. It never won ever before there. And we won a championship. We went out to Seattle and won six, seven national championships over an 18-year period of time. But they had never been to Rose Bowl for like 10 or 12 years. I don't know how many yeah. years. So that same program, I took Toledo, we won at the high level. And now we're dropping it here. So what, what that did, that gave a lot of confidence, I think, to what was. In other words, another coach, here comes another coach. We're going to win at Missouri. Yeah, we've heard that yeah. for years and years. And I think that, you know, going through, you know, that map there, you know, of Kent State, you know, Seattle, Toledo, and here, it, it let, let, they perked up a little bit. You know, this, there's, there's, there's a reason why, you know, this guy's here and he has won based on uh, yeah. empirical evidence that yeah. I gave him. And that really helped us a little bit. You know, that, that kind of said, oh, okay, you know. Uh, you know the the plan of the program, and be able to show you know the track record helps. Yeah. Is there uh, anything that you think would have made that transition harder if you were to do it today rather than? Uh, no, I don't know. I can't imagine it being harder. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. How difficult yeah. it was. It was. Yeah, it was really difficult. You know, changing attitudes and and again, we didn't when we did this. We didn't come in and try to. We didn't come here and try to, you know, you know, a quick fix and let's win fast as we yeah. can. You know, I told Mike Alden in the interview, in our discussions, that I, that you know, we have a system and a program. He knew that because he my Washington background. Yeah, and he was a associate at Arizona State, so he that's where he was aware of me a little bit. That's how I got on his radar. Yeah, and uh, you know, got a plan. You know, we got a plan that works, and um, but we're going to do the plan. We're not going to, you know. We're not going to be making changes all the time. I'm not going to get rid of coaches just to make it looks like I'm, you know, I, I got trying know, to figure trying, stuff trying, out. Yeah. yeah. I, if, if, uh, so anyway, that's, that's kind of what we did. And fortunately I had a really a great athletic director, yeah. you know, working with. So now that the book's out and you're, uh, kind of done with that project, do you feel like you're now more officially retired? No, not really. Um, no, not really. It just, uh, I don't know. The whole thing's been, you know, a kind of fun experience. Yeah. But it's, but it's, uh, um, I don't really you know, look, you know, I, I am, you know, retired, but I do a lot of stuff. So I got the book. I have, I have two speaking engagements next week, one in yeah. Arkansas, one in Kansas City. Okay. Uh, so I, I got, you know, I got a lot of things stuff I'm doing. And most importantly, I get to do anything I want to do. I get to, <laughs> yeah. you know, honestly, I get to do that. Yeah. You know, and I, I've learned to enjoy that. I was head coach 25 years. The yeah. average power of five is about five and a half years. Yeah. People have to remember that half the people in our business lose every week and half win. Yeah. And something's got to give somewhere. Yeah. And I was fortunate to be head coach 25 years. You know, you know, it's a, you know, a lot of ways that's unheard of anymore. And yeah. with all the pressure, you know, of, of winning and, and, you know, to a question we talked about a little bit earlier, um, it, there probably is more pressure now because the amount of money that's in it than it was when I, when I came here. In 2000, uh, 2001. Yeah. I heard you uh, got to go to Roots and Blues for the first time. Yeah, how about yeah. that? I didn't know they existed. What a, what a great event. Yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea it was that it was as big as what it is. I, and I understand I was in this town before, and they kind of moved it out. And, but that's very impressive. I mean, you know, just, uh, you know, they, it's, I just think it's, it's, it's really cool, yeah. the event for the city of Columbia. Yeah. What'd you, uh, which band did you like? Oh, I, we just, we, we just, we saw a bunch of them. I mean, I, I don't, no, no one in particular. Yeah. Uh, I just like, you know, I like jazz and, okay. and, um, I like, you know, 
the type of Motown music and yeah. that kind of music, and so I really enjoyed it. Are there any cool concerts you have gotten to go to that you wouldn't have gotten to go to? Oh yeah, a, like, a well, bunch. Yeah. Well, we went to uh, went and saw Michael Bublé in New York City. Oh cool. Um, went and saw uh, Lionel Richie, um, Elton John, uh, Paul McCartney. Okay. Um, so I've, you know, I guess there's others too. Yeah. Um, we got a chance to call it so cool. The gang this past summer, uh, at the, at the Hollywood bowl in California. And I'd driven by these recruit in California 15 yeah. years ago. I was at Washington. I drove by the Hollywood bowl a bunch of times, but actually, and it was what a remarkable experience that was. The cool, the gang were, 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 were great. So, uh, my wife and I both really like music. Yeah. I like, you know, all, all genres almost, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we really love music, and it's a fun, fun to, fun to uh, go to different concerts. Were any of them as performers like people you wish you'd gotten to see earlier when they were younger, or they still are pretty awesome? No, it was more yeah. more so just uh, yeah. I mean, it was more so like Paul McCartney. I mean, yeah. the first time we saw them were in Kansas City, and then we saw them again in, in St. Louis about two year or two later. But I saw them in Kansas City a couple of years ago. I was like a little kid, into the arena there in, uh, in Kansas City. I, I, when he, when he walked out, I mean, I felt like, a, I felt like a little, you know, like a little, <laughs> a little, you know, a little kid saying, you know, cause I, when I was, when they came out, he was, I was, I think 12 years old when the Beatles started, um, 1962 or I was probably 10 or 11 years old. And, uh, you know, but you know, they're such legendary music, you know, they, they kind of changed the whole route yeah. in which music went in their day. And, and Paul McCartney and, you know, is a genius, you know, and a lot of these guys are, you know, yeah. Lionel Richie's there's he's he's remarkable, uh, and um, it's uh, it's really neat to be able to see some of these people. So I, that was that was one of the great things I ever did. When I saw Paul McCartney because yeah. I never thought I'd see one of the Beatles. I never thought yeah. I'd ever seen him. What was your favorite song that he performed? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I like so many of his songs. That, that's hard, that's hard for me to say. I'm not yeah. a big favorites guy. I just I like all his music. Yeah, I know the words to a lot of them. That's. That's uh, how into it I was at the time. <laughs> what um, what is it? Is that a weird sensation to like? There's almost like this whole other part of like a year that you now get to experience that you otherwise didn't get to. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's been it's it's it is a lot different. There's no question about it. And there was an adjustment. Yeah, you know, don't interview my wife, so you know, okay. she won't have to put that. <laughs> I, I say it kiddingly with you know some chuckles on that. Yeah, right. That uh, you know, I I had to I had to. You know, you, when you're used to being so, first of all, you're back away from it, and you look, you look at your time and all the time you spent coaching, mm-hmm. and all the time you spent speaking engagements and going to this and yeah. going to that. I, when I backed away from it, it was kind of mind-boggling to me a little bit. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe that I lived that pace of life for that that amount of time. Yeah, and so that in itself was 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 you know significant for me, um, but. Um, you learn, you learn how to use your time. Uh, you learn that there's a lot of opportunities out. There's a lot of things you can do. Yeah. I mean, I used to fish a lot and play a lot of golf and I'm starting to play a little bit more golf now. I'm just, you know, I'll probably start fishing a little bit more, doing things like that, that, you know, uh, that you, uh, that you, that you really never had time to do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's been good. I'm glad I did it. You know, uh, I, my, I just got back, you know, from Mayo about two weeks ago, and my cancer's in remission. Okay. So I'm still in, great. in good shape there, and uh, that's good. Um, and uh, I go back every six months. That's what I do. Uh-huh. My doctor always reminds me that I will, I will 
you know, most likely without question, probably have treatments again. So it's mm -hmm. most likely going to come back. So we're going to see what, you know, how long it can go. Mm -hmm. I try to live, I've always tried to live a healthy lifestyle, but, um, uh, you know, so I've, I can do, you know, I, I can do a lot of different things. When I was, when I was at Mayo getting treatment two years ago, it would have been in 15 uh, when I got started, when I got this and I got treatment, I would go in the mail and I'd see all these people in there getting treatment. All yeah. these people. And um, it was kind of, as, as I got, when I got, when I, when I got the treatment, got diagnosed, you know, and then in, in the rest of June, the rest of July, and the rest of August, uh, when I got those treatments over a 40 period of time, um, I, I just, it was it kept with me to see all these people. And, and so, you know, I'm coaching in August where two-day practices and everything else. But in my spare moments, I'm kind of wondering, you know, am I spending my time right? You know, yeah. you know these people there, um, you know, how, how soon am I going to be going back there to get treatment? And if I do, am I going to regret someday this, this, this 80 hour a week lifestyle yeah. that I lived all those times? And that's when I started thinking about, you know, I, I just don't know why I want to, I got to reprioritize things yeah. around here. But that was that influence of being male and seeing all these people there, they're, and they do remarkable help them. But uh, all of a sudden, I kind of started looking at myself a little bit more. And, you yeah. know, uh, you go coach for two more years, and then you're, you get treatment, you can't not going to coach again. And, and then, you know, did I waste two years when I, you know, certainly knew that you know, down the road that's probably going to happen. Happen again. So, yeah. um, so I have no regrets. I have no zero regrets yeah. of what I did. I had a good run. I was very fortunate, and uh, you know, it's uh, now it's just kind of enjoying myself. My free yeah. time. I got eight grandkids. I live in Sedalia, uh, Kansas City, in here, yeah. and so it's uh, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I told you earlier. I had, like the year that I really covered the team when I was a student was the year that you retired. And it was interesting to me when hearing you kind of talk to reporters or answer questions during that process. Cause mm -hmm. my mom had a, had a blood cancer too. And, um, she was a doctor and she continued to work. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it struck me, there was like a sentiment there. I feel like where you kind of felt like you didn't know you, like there was all this uncertainty of how you would carry yourself after the job or what you'd do without the job. Cause people would ask you questions of if you'd go play a lot of golf and you would kind of mm -hmm. like shake it off as though you wanted to explain that you needed to do something to really occupy and like fulfill mm -hmm. yourself. And that was kind of the same thing with my mom. I mean, she was sick but continued to work just because it was almost like the being a doctor took her mind off of the other stuff. But there's a lot of yeah. people that are like that. And I, and yeah. I you know, I, I would have never, if I would, I would still be coaching. There's no question about it if I wouldn't, because I had six years left in my contract. Yeah. I would, I mean, I had no intentions of doing that in yeah. any way. Um, but I, you know, I think. Uh, you know, for, for and, and and the thing that I feel good about is, is I could break away from it and be okay. Like I didn't need that to complete myself. Yeah. I didn't need, and, and this is just for me. Anybody, yeah. Anybody else feels opposite. That's fine. Yeah. But for me, I didn't need being the head football coach and coaching to fulfill myself. I'm going to move on. Other yeah. opportunities. I get to do more with my own time. How I want to do it, and I feel and I feel real good about that. Yeah. Do you feel like you ever did need it? Like when maybe you were 30 well, or something? Well, no, no, yeah. no, I think you, I think, but you, you have a profession you love. I love what I did. Yeah. You know, it was difficult. It was hard. It was a remarkably high stress job, but I loved what I did and I, and I was trained well. I knew what we were doing in terms of what we were going to do because of the system I, I, yeah. I learned. And, and uh, but I, 
I, uh, it was okay, you know, when time came and make the decision why I did it, and I uh, don't regret it at all, and uh, I, uh, my job did not, didn't fulfill my life. Yeah. You know, other, you know, my family and friends and grandkids and mm-hmm. kids and everybody else, that probably um, was certainly a big part of it, which I can realize now. Yeah. You said there was kind of a tough transition, I guess. What were some of those, what were well, some of the things that you found to be the hardest? Well, a lot of little things. Yeah. First of all, you know, and I write about this a book about yeah. a desk. I didn't have yeah. a desk. I mean, I, I'm, I get up in the morning and I usually getting up at five thirty, six every morning working out because I didn't have time during the day to work out, yeah. you know, sometimes but rarely. And then you get in and just, you know, you start, you just keep on going. And, and for me, I didn't have to, I didn't have to get up that early, but you know, my system didn't know that, you know, my system didn't know that. I had a friend tell me when I was, uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, high school football coach in, uh, in, uh, Toledo, one of my great friends, Pat Cachardo, and he, he told me he retired a few years before, the, uh, and he said, if you think all of a sudden, because all that pressure is gone, that you're going to sleep like a baby. He said to me, Gary, quote, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? I said, because I was, I, it had been three weeks out, and I was sleeping pretty much, you know, I, you, don't, you don't sleep a lot, especially during the football season. And he just said, it's not going to happen. Your system has been doing this for so many years. It's just, it doesn't know. You're not wired. It, it doesn't know you're not coaching yeah. anymore. Uh, I used to wake up at three o'clock in the morning almost every day during the season, and you hit things for half an hour. You know, I figured some things out too. Um, <laughs> so he, it was really great that he told me that because yeah. I thought I'd been, been going crazy. And I told some of my friends also uh, that they retired the same thing. You know, I, I and you also you don't have to get up and you know you know you know out at five thirty and work out. Although this morning today I was working out five thirty today, uh, but you don't have to do that. You can space your time out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can have some coffee, then you know. Work out at nine thirty in the afternoon, depending on what you're doing. That kind of nine thirty in the morning, yeah, six thirty. So things like that were the adjustment. Uh, not having my desk was huge because I, there was no. I, I had a desk for you know forty years as a coach and twenty five years as head coach, and I have things set at my desk organizationally. Yeah, and I'm kind of an organized, freaky guy, and so I mean, I had to you know I had to go out and buy a computer. I had to do all kinds of stuff and put yeah. five files in my desk and and convert my 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 um, desk, which I never used. And do a working desk. Yeah. Uh, and once I got that, that was kind of okay. Yeah. In my spot. Yeah. That sounds crazy, but I did. Um, and then it's, it's, it's just, you know, downshifting, just using every minute of every day, you're busy. You've got stuff going on. You yeah. Know, I, I counseled 127 players. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, but, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you know, you're sitting here, you're doing what you're doing. And that's remarkably different. I mean, it just, I can't define, it yeah. explain anyway. It wasn't like I had a job and I saw people a little bit here and then I did my job all day long. Well, I was dealing with people all the time. Yeah. And, you know, and I, that's probably the thing I probably miss the most is, is uh, being around players. Being that's like probably, responsible yeah. for them. You know, you know yeah. just being around them, hugging them yeah. and, and kicking their rear end when they get a kick and, yeah. and seeing them mature, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. And, and young men at their banquet, they got the tuxedo on. And I remember what they were when they got here when they were 18 years old. Yeah. I really miss that. Yeah. SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase. You were talking about how the biggest thing you miss is just kind of being, not even responsible before, but interacting with players. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love yeah. being around my kids. That's, there's no question about that. That's, that's the thing that I miss the most, being around them. Um, you know, 
I've made a point every all the time of always being around, going in the locker room before every practice. I'd usually stay at the weigh-in area so I could see every player because I had to weigh in before practice. Yeah. Hey, Tommy, how's it going? How's it, you know, so I got, I did that generally on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I was down there 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Um, I would go in the weight room and, uh, when the players were left in, I'd walk through the weight room all the time. I just, just try to be, you know, as a leader, try to be around my players all the time. Yeah. Rather be the head coach sitting in a, in a spot by himself. Yeah. And, uh, and I kind of matured through that. I so, you know, I got coaching. I did it a lot more years later as I got experienced coaching. Yeah. Uh, so I really missed being around the players and helping them. And, and uh, the other thing I missed was was just game day. I just put my putting my headset on, and, the, and, the, and on the sideline, and the, and the referee winding the clock. So let's kick this thing off. Yeah. And I I, w- I was in a zone for four hours. I was gone. I was absolutely gone. And I loved it. And I felt so well prepared. Our team was so well prepared going into every game because of the detail of our our preparation, the process that we do day by day through the week. Yeah. And we had a thing called Thursday check, Checklist where our staff discussed about almost anything that could happen in the game on Thursday so we can intelligently talk about it without emotion and what play should we call, what defense we should call, what we should do uh, on, on f- these fake fake plays that we have in. Should we use them, not use them? What's the best calls on fourth and one? All, all these things called the Thursday Checklist. Yeah. I got that from Coach James. So I felt, felt very well that we were a very well-prepared football team game day. Yeah. And um, so I, I miss that. So when you got, to, so then when you would get to those those situations in the game, was it just like you just referenced a sheet? Or did yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot of yeah. it. I had, I had a card with me on there, reference okay. those type things. Yeah. Um, and and yes, and, but but there was all constant communication all the time. You know. Yeah. People, uh, people don't realize that you know when a play's out, called out there, like an let's say the defense is sitting in the chairs, they're off the field, they're not in the game. Our coaches are talking to them with their position coaches and trying to fix things and help them. So if the offense is out there, when a play is going on, you have somebody watching the right side of the offensive line, someone watching the left side of the offensive line, someone watching the secondary and the fronts, all these things. So you got all these eyes, they're trying to get information yeah. so that we can that we can use it to help our players win. Yeah. And so we just don't, you know, I told my players, you know, they, they see me out there, I'm not, a, I, I did, wasn't a real emotional guy on the sideline. I, I wanted them always to look at me that, you know, all the chaos might be going on out there. You look at Coach Pinkle, he's everything's okay. Yeah. He's under control. And so that's kind of, they knew that. And I told my players, you know, when I talked to them in, th- in, in, in August, we'd have team meetings all throughout the August uh, camp. I talked to them, I said, I don't, I don't, I, when I have my headset on, I'm listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coaching, and I'm, yeah. you know, and, and, I, and, and I kind of explained how I do it, you know. Yeah. And we kick an extra point. There's an extra point team out there. Then the guy gives me a number for we have 11 guys on the field set there. Then player people are supposed to yeah. watch those uh, spots. And then I'm sitting there. I go right over headset to our kickoff coach, and who's in charge of kicking. Yeah. He tells us where we're going to kick the ball, who we're going to kick to. It might be the time of the game. Or we want to squib the ball, that kind of thing. So I was always managing the game. Yeah. And I, and I, I really like that. So why did you – why did you – given that kind of how you miss – a lot of those things, or did at least for a while. I mean, I guess you mentioned that you didn't ever want, or you didn't want an office on campus. What was kind of the reason that you felt like you wanted maybe some more distance, well, even I, though you're a part of the department? So, well, so, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to. I didn't be want to be the hang around guy, you know, around Barry and yeah. whoever got the head coach. I mean, that was not. The, I just didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to, 
you know, I can go in there and get just like done here in my house. Yeah. Uh, but I just didn't want to be the guy just doing, I just thought I had to separate myself and get away. And yeah. Let, let them breathe and do what they do. Yeah. And I feel very comfortable. That was the right thing. To do. Yeah. Is it, has that situation just because you're still in, in town? I mean, has that situation ever been difficult to navigate in terms of, even if you're not trying to impose feeling like, or getting no, the sense I, no, that's not be, my role. Yeah. You know, Barry and I have talked, you know, several times, you know, you know, thus far this season. But there's a, you know, I didn't have Don James calling me every five minutes and yeah. telling me what to do. So I, I don't do that. You know? Yeah. And, you know, it's a tough job. It's hard. Right. You know, it's a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress in that job. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident and hopefully we're going to, you know, work our way out of this. Yeah. So you only, you'd want him to call you. You would never, you're not. Oh, I would yeah. never call, never call him up. No. <laughs> I would never call him up. I yeah. Never do that. What do you, I mean. When you would call, when you would call coaches, whenever you were still a coach and trying to get advice in the instances when you maybe did do that, I guess what would you seek out from those people? Well, I, I would call, um, uh, you know, Coach James a couple yeah. times. I didn't call Coach James a lot, but I called him a couple of really important things. Yeah, that I, that I needed help. You know, one, one was frustration that our program was not working as fast as what I wanted it to work, and you know, and he gave me. The advice he said, he says, Gary, he said, you can be all do, doing all the right things you want to do, and you're running the program exactly what you want. But at the end of the day, you got you got to have players. Yeah. Uh, and so that was that really helped me. So you know, I stick with the program, which I'm going to do that. And then what happened was when we started getting more players drafted, we started winning more football games. Yeah. So it was it, it was it was you know it's, talent. it's his brilliance of you know being able to answer that. Um, um, Coach Frank Lauderber. Who's a, who's a, who's a uh, head coach at Toledo, a great coach there. Was head coach at Iowa, coached the NFL yeah. uh, for many years. Uh, I would call him up a lot, and he would always have you know, a lot of great advice for things. I remember when I was when I told, I called him up and said, "I want to start this. Uh, I got a freshman, a retro freshman named Brad Smith, yeah. and I'm going to start him over a, a starter, uh, uh, this about three year starter here, and." Um, and I said, what do you think about doing that? And he goes, uh, are you, do you feel really comfortable, sure? I said, yeah, yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Uh, and he said, what's your gut feeling? Just tell me what your gut feeling is. So I, think, I, think he's, I think he's the guy. I think he's got yeah. remarkable potential. He says, go with your gut feeling. And so, uh, you know, that, that, you know that's, that's kind of an interesting conversation to see what, you know, Brad Smith's going to the Hall yeah. of here in a few yeah. days. And, um, what a you know huge impact that guy had in the University yeah. of, of Missouri football, which we needed. Right. You know, we had a catalyst and a bunch of other great kids that kept fighting the yeah. battle as we were building the program. But you got he, he's getting inducted as the SEC Hall of Famer too, even though he didn't. That's always funny to me. But yeah, well, there's gonna be more. So yeah. anything is there's gonna be a bunch of other guys after that. Too, yeah. So. Um. So I mean, I guess do you view it as you kind of wanted? If Barry were to reach out to you, just to be able to also kind of uh, yeah, that same I, sort of bounce ideas I, I, off. I, I would always have. Yeah. But, you know, that's, again, I didn't, I didn't call Coach James probably during the season five times in, in you know, you know, until he passed away a few years ago. But yeah. In 22 years, I never called him probably five times. So, yeah. you know, you don't, you know, you don't have to get on the phone. You know, you, you, you reflect back on. I always reflect back when I was making decisions uh, on what Coach James had done or would have done. Yeah. And that really helped me. That helped me. And, uh, and I remember every time we were, when I was in Washington, every time things were going on, whatever the situation was, you know, the kind of difficult things you got to deal with, whether it's personnel, whether it's offense or defense, 
I certainly recall how he handled those things, you know. And that's 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 what I did. I mean, I always took notes on things too, you know. But um, uh, you know, just you try to. I didn't call him up all the time. So. Yeah. Did you? I I know. I mean, your career ended maybe differently than you expected. Did you always intend to retire here in Columbia, or have you had you had United the the stepchildren in Missouri? Or I mean, did you ever think about going somewhere to Florida? Like you mentioned you'll live probably be in Florida more. Do you intend to be around kind of as much as you are now? Yeah, I, I would always want to be around a little bit yeah. and be associated with it. I, you know, during the season here, and you know, I go to all the home games and some of the away games. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, Columbia, you know, I've lived here, you know, going on 18 years. And so that's, uh, you know, goes back to Akron, Ohio. It ties to the number of years I grew up and growing up in Akron. So, you know, it's a great place to be. Lakes, we have a great time down at the lake. And, um, you know, we'll... I'm pretty sure we'll have a home base here most yeah. of the I know you didn't really pay attention to like media when you were the when you were the coach, but mm-hmm. now that you're again close and now doing kind of publicity with the book and stuff, or is that has that been and I've been on TV a lot for as an analyst and stuff, has that been interesting or weird to notice how much kind of attention is paid to Well just, and not just not just yeah. football, just not just not just Mizzou. When you sit back because you have time to look at things, the big picture is our country, when it gets, I, this, it sounds odd, this is what I felt the first year. You know, all of a sudden it's the first week of September and you got on Friday night around the nation, you got high school football yeah. going. And you got all day Saturday college football Saturday night and you got all day Sunday. I was just always concerned about the University of Missouri, yeah. as head coach of Toledo, or what have you. And the, our, our world changes, the United <laughs> States changes. During the football season, yeah. in the big picture, and I, you never, I never felt that. Yeah, I was always doing my job, focused yeah. on what I needed to do. So that was that. That was a huge kind of a, you know, uh, I don't know even how the, how the, how that word, word to use, but that was it's a little bit overwhelming to think yeah. of, 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 of the sport I loved. I did for forty years, twenty five years head coach. To, to realize that in all in all sections, whether it's or types, whether it's high school, college, or the NFL, uh, you know, it was football's like overtaking the country for four months. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Was it like shock at all? Yeah, I mean, no, it was. It was. That's what I said. I took back. I mean, yeah. I mean, you just you can't because you don't think of that. You think of yeah. your job and doing your job, and you know, you don't you don't really think of who what your opponents are doing. You know, yeah. that's what you want to do because you got to beat them in order to. Uh, you don't you don't really get it, and it's but it's really it's really cool. It's the great thing about football in our country. It's 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 it kind of takes over in September and goes all the way through to Christmas. Yeah. As did, did you at all feel like just focusing on the zoo? I mean, did you at all feel kind of surprised or have any sense of surprise at how much people cared about the zoo? I always knew yeah. there was passion. You know, yeah. I never read an article after my second year at Toledo. I think it was. I don't think I've ever read an article about me. <laughs> uh, most of them were good. You know, my yeah. career, you know, you, you, know, you can see all the hardware there. Yeah. Um, and, but I never did it for advice and I never did it for critique. Yeah. Uh, I called people for critique. Yeah. And uh, my ego didn't need it, you know. Yeah. And, and most of the good stuff. And so um, I, I just learned to, you know, I was much better at just focusing on doing my job. Yeah. And that worked very, very well for me. And I recommend to all coaches. <laughs> The same thing, because if not, it could chew you up. Man. Yeah, it could just knock you, knock you. It could be very difficult. You think it's harder now? Did it get harder to block that out 
as you well, no, no, I think you just learn to do it. Yeah. You, you know, you don't get any Twitter, you don't get yeah. any, you know, you're on all the social things, all the things that are bouncing on your phone, which I now get all the time. I yeah. see all these things that are happening. <laughs> you just can't, you don't have the time to do it, but it'd be overwhelming. You can't focus on doing your job. Yeah. Who handles your Twitter now? You, you? Well, my, my wife helps me a little bit. Okay. And I don't do a lot of it. I, I, I just kind of like some stuff for ex-players and things that they put yeah. on. Yeah. I kind of do some of those kind of things, but, uh, um, it's, 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 I miss my secretary, Ann, here. <laughs> I had a secretary in Toledo named Nancy. And uh, I'm just telling you, I miss them. I miss, you know, just, I got to do all this stuff on my own. Yeah. And everything else. But I'm, I'm, I'm having a good attitude and learning to try yeah. to get better. So do you have, yeah, do you have your Twitter account set up to a, a text message or something? Because I remember one time you tweeted something like flipping cars in Jeff City. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I messed something up. I don't know what it was, but uh, it was it was. If that happened, Johnny, it was me. Yeah. I had a person that handled my Twitter, did a great job for me yeah. during the season. Uh, um, and uh, but uh, you know, I, I'm aware of what's going on. Yeah, in, for information. Um, I don't read a lot of the articles. Still, I don't. You know, yeah, serve to you know kind of look at my thoughts and not on it rather yeah. than anybody else. Well, you probably have more of an inside track on it than yeah. any of us. In do. some respect, some yeah. Respect. <laughs> Um, what was the what was the article that you said you said you stopped reading after your second year at Toledo? What was the? Do you remember what the story I, I don't was I don't know. Like? I I think it was it was it was in, it wasn't just it was just in general. I think it, I got back to what Coach James told me when I left. Uh, this is in my book when I when I was going for my my interview at Toledo, and uh, and and I went in the office, gave him a hug, said thanks for you know all you did for me, and I'm yeah. walking out and. I look back in his office and I look at him and say, "You have your words of advice." And he goes, "Yeah, I got, I got a lot. I, 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 I have, I have something for you." I said, "What, what is that?" And he said, "When things get tough," and he said, "They're going to get really, really tough. You focus on doing your job." Yeah. And um, and I, I, you know, Toledo. I, I think the first year or so, you just read articles and the where it was and. There was just a point where I thought that, you know, we were struggling a little bit, and I read one or two that were not very good, and I just went right back to what he told me, you know? Yeah. Back away. You don't need that. Just focus on doing your job. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you, uh, um, do you think that that amount of attention, as you notice how kind of overwhelming it is now, or the, the amount of media attention that gets paid to this stuff, does it's, that it's, affect it's, the climate, you think, for football coaches? Yeah, it affects a lot of people. I've seen a lot yeah. of coaches that, 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 that can't, that, you know, they have people looking at them and reading them and things like that. Now, you have to understand this, too. It's very important. Chad Moeller was awesome for me. Yeah. We worked so well together. And, and I always knew on Sunday afternoon or Monday the climate that's out there because I had to know what my players are reading and seeing. Yeah. And also, we always checked it. He checked all their quotes because they had, we, had, we had to deal with the media in a responsible way. Yeah. So social networking is the same thing. Yeah. They're in a responsible way that you do it. But, Chad, I, I always you just don't sit there and say ignore everything. You know, that, I could never do that. I had, to be, I had to understand the climate out there. And it didn't matter who wrote about it or what the feelings were, what alumni or whatever. That didn't matter. I just knew what my players were going through. And that, that enabled me to, you know, deal with them and do the right things with them. Yeah. As... Um and you don't have to, if you don't feel like answering this, I understand. But um, you, like you, we talked earlier about how, you know, you were inherited in a situation. You kind of took Mizzou to a different level. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, do you feel as though there are different definitions of what constitutes, like, 
a turnaround situation. Or, no, I, 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 you know, that, that, I don't, I don't really want to go there. Yeah. I just, there's a lot of pressure in this job and I think, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. So I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm yeah. not doing any evaluation. Like yeah. That, so. that makes sense. I just, yeah. Um, sure. retired life now, you feel totally settled in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, I, I miss running things too. I miss running things. Yeah. You know, I ran an organization, you know, people talking to me day in, day out, making sure everything's functioning in our building. Yeah. And all the systems and everything's, you know, the process of daily making sure that things were getting done the right way by everybody in our building every day. And a lot of problem solving. You're going to problems and that was really what you did. You just made sure that it was efficiently run the right way. That was what our program was about. And um, I missed I missed doing that. I missed doing that. But uh, uh I don't. When you back away from it again, it's you. You back away. You you um, you look back at it, and you feel so blessed that you were part of so many great people yeah. and, and players and coaches. And you know, we, we we did a lot of great things at the University of Missouri. Yeah. And but then I'm you know I'm okay now. I can move on. I don't need to be. Yeah. A, I don't need to be coaching to fulfill myself. Yeah. You step back. Is it crazy to think of all the people you were in charge with? In charge of? Yeah, yeah. not not maybe so that. It, it, to me, it, it was kind of just the pace of your life. I mean, you, you're working during the work work, work week where 80 hours a week easily. And the rest of the time, honestly, uh, except for February, in January, recruiting all the time. So to put those hours, you're yeah. all the time in January. And first week of February, you're doing the same thing. And then you got, you, you, you're starting, our coaches start making uh, visits in February to different places so we can professionally advance ourselves and we got winter conditioning it kind of all goes by you know calendar and and then you got recruits coming in on the weekends you know just, just this yeah and, I mean just ne- never stopped uh, the, the time frame the, 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 how much time you spent on your job you didn't think about it when you were doing it yeah when I backed away I, I couldn't even I couldn't even believe it I, I mean how did I do how did I do this yeah I mean, uh, and you're so busy here I mean being being a head coach at Toledo you were busy a little off season, or you were busy, but here it's just a lot different because for speaking engagements and things you had to do, because you, mm-hmm. had to get, you know you had to go out and market ourselves, and the different things that you have to do and are responsible for, it's just it's it's uh, it's, it's it's different. But it's uh, I'm really glad I you know really glad I backed out of it. Yeah, because I mean, mentioned in your book that you like when you were a player, you didn't even have to stay at school for during the summer to work yeah. out or anything. So yeah. I guess like now it's probably yeah, kids more are, of a kids, kids, of tw- like twelve yeah, month a year. Kids are there all summer long. Before. Yeah, you really got one month when when you your kids are completely away, and that's generally the month of May, yeah. right? When finals are over yeah. until they come back in June. Yeah, and it's great because we're graduating kids like we've never done before yeah. because they're going in the summers also. So yeah. it's, it's it's really good, and you get to work out with them there. Yeah, you, know, you get to have them there working out. But, you know, they're there, I mean, you know, for all the you know, social responsibilities or any issues that you have, and everybody has them, and most of them you never even hear about because you got to deal with things internally, and it's just never ending. It never yeah. stops, and uh, I don't know if that's good or not. I don't know. They're talking about having visits now in the summer and things like that, official visits uh, down the road here, and, is that, you know, I don't know if the life, the life of a coach and his family you know, where, where does that where does that rate? Yeah, where where, where I mean, how how is is it worth it? Because it's gonna it's not the best thing for coaching and families. Yeah. It's not the best thing. Yeah, anything so. that's happened since you retired, we're like, oh gosh, I don't miss that. Well, that's probably probably the recruiting calendar. Yeah. what they're doing now, all all those things. That's 
you know, the quality of life. You know, what I did when I was at Toledo, I did something different, you know, after my first three or four years. I just felt I wanted my coaches to see, and, and technology changed because computers did so many more things than then. So that's when I kind of changed. I tried to get my coaches home at 7 o'clock uh, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. I'd rather work until 11. Yeah, that's cool. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's something because I, I just, can you be a, can you be successful and, 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 and let your kids, let your coaches go home, kiss their kids you know, to bed when they go to bed and, or have late dinner with their kids. Yeah. And I never got a chance to do that. And, uh, and so we did that. And I always say this too, and I said this in my book, if, if, if you tell me if I stay up till one o'clock in the morning or 1130 every night that I'll win one more game, then I would do it. Yeah. But I never felt that was the case. And I think one of the reasons why my staff stayed together as long as it did, um, was I think had a lot to do with it. There was a lifestyle that you can. They went to. They would talk to other coaches and say they would never see their kids till Wednesday night. And uh, yeah. and, and our our deal was just different. And you know, I think it can lend itself in a really uh, positive way that you can that you can coach, have a family, and be successful. I'm no good after midnight. Like after midnight, I, just, <laughs> I can't do any work. No, I can't. I mean, I. <laughs> been a long time since I did that but you always you know you're you know you don't you know the other thing is you don't sleep you know you, you know so anyway it's just it's, yeah it's uh it really is amazing the, the, the amount of time that uh, people put into to games yeah you got a uh, big retirement plans you told me you're maybe go see the Indians play in the World Series that they got there yeah I mean, I mentioned before too I mean yeah I went to I mean you know since this happened I went to see the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers the year, not just not this past year, the first year, but first year out. Uh, this is for you know that I got a chance to go see the in a, in a uh, NBA Finals, so I got a chance to go to that yeah. in Cleveland, which is which is you know grew up in Akron, and so that was really cool. We got to do that. Um, went to went to the uh, uh, national championship game. Went to the uh, uh, Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna get get to the Masters here. You know, I've been in the U.S. Open, some of those other things. But so there's there's a lot of little things I want to do. You know, yeah. and we like to travel. Don't have a lot of time sometimes, but the times we do, we we, we get a chance to you know, bounce around, do different things. Yeah, love music and you know, I like to like I mentioned. You know, we, we, have, we have Paul McCartney, yeah. and we have uh, Lionel Richie, and you got uh, I can go on and on with with, with all these with all these people. Uh, we're very fortunate. How many countries have you been to? Well, I was never to Europe till I, till I, you know, two and a half years ago. Oh, really? Okay. When I was, I was in your uh, um, honeymoon, and we okay. went flew to Paris and stayed there for a few days, and then uh, you know we you know, went to Monte Carlo. That's cool. Bounced around there, yeah. and so we had a phenomenal time. Yeah, always you know? scared about going out, and then and not scared, but you know, I feel much safer being around here than being anywhere else. Yeah, know, even though we got our own problems. Um, but it was a neat experience. It was really, really a cool experience. Yeah. And I would do it again. You know, I'd have to just be a little bit guarded. Yeah. Where, where, where else do you think you want to go? I like going. I, I, I like to really much go anywhere. There's yeah. a lot of great places in this country too yeah. you know, that I've been to. So, yeah. You know, you know, there's so many beautiful places. Uh, we're gonna go um, in a few weeks. We're gonna go to Seattle. Okay. Uh, my wife's yeah. never been to Seattle, so we're gonna go there. You know, I was there 12 years, so on the old Coast James's uh, statue. Yeah. They asked me to speak at that, and uh, uh, I'm gonna give her a tour of Seattle. So that's pretty cool. It's gonna be fun. That's probably changed a lot fun since you lived there, though. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit. <laughs> it, it has. I was there last year. Last year, I got there. I went to a game last year. So I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to get to a game, and so um, I've been. To, and that was odd, you know, being a spec. The last time I was at Husky Stadium, 
I was calling plays. And yeah. I think we'd be Washington State that year and we went to the Rose Bowl. So it was, it was again, it was a little yeah. different, uh, you know, backing away from yeah. it. Yeah. Are you going to go to Washington State at all? You're not, you're not well, my, yeah, yeah, I'm just real proud of uh, Alex. Uh, he's doing a great job. He's getting a lot of recognition for what he's done. Uh, now that's been a whole different thing with our family here. So I tell my I tell my uh, my, my my sister I said okay this is this is Alex's mom. I tell okay this this is how it's going to work. Okay, I'm I'm going to reluctantly root for the Cougars. Okay, unless a game that they win would knock the Huskies out of a bowl game or something, <laughs> then I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And she the, the, the her her body language wasn't very good when yeah. I told her this. And there's also when they're playing the Huskies. There's no way in the world I could ever root for Washington, Washington State. State. The Cougars. It's not gonna it's not gonna happen. It's kinda like the, the Mizzou, Kansas thing. Yeah. And 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 she didn't like that. You know, her body language was not very good <laughs> at all. But the truth is, uh, uh you know, he's Mike Mike's done a great job there. You know, Leach yeah. and I, Mike and I are friends and you know, he's it took him a while to do it, but uh, he's doing a heck of a job. And uh I'm real proud of Alex. When Mizzou played the most state, any part of you rooting for Dave Steckel? No, no, no! I can't, I can't. <laughs> never, never, yeah. never, ever. You know that, that way. Yeah. But they did pretty good. I thought they yeah, battled pretty good. A little tired at the end. I thought they battled yeah. pretty good. You're a free agent now, so you can kind of root for whoever. Yeah. Well, but when Mizzou's up, Mizzou, yeah, we're for Mizzou. Yeah. Washington's Washington, or Toledo's yeah. Toledo. Yeah. Unless we're playing Toledo, you know, yeah. something, something like that. But you know, I'm I'm a loyalist to yeah. those schools, and uh, always will be. If Washington plays Toledo, which one's out for you? <laughs> I just go neutral. <laughs> I get out of that one. Yeah. The, the, the most difficult thing is what do you wear at the game? Yeah, you know that's the that's the most difficult one. So, Split T-shirt. Yeah. Well, we played that Toledo. We played Toledo right. twice. Yeah. So oh, they, they, they're doing a really good job. They got a they got a heck of a coach and they're doing a great job there. Well, thank you. Get that.